You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassion pleas for your Detroit Red Wings. I'm Matt. That is Brother Mike. Man, you guys, you guys pumped for for, for the for the to talk to uh to talk to Red Wings hockey. Give me uh, that Yakavrana, baby. Woo! My boy, Ken, over there. Ken Young, go Blues, go Verona. Woo! Uh, Six points in seven games, baby. This guy is rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. Man, I can't wait for the offseason and we can make trades for guys like that, you know? <laughs> like those kind of under-the-radar, you know, point-per-minute, you know, kind of guys. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Righteous, what's going on? Let's go! Uh, Chewy's aboard. Oh, I can't get my mouse to work, though. What's going on, Chewy? Um, So, here's the game plan tonight. Uh, We have a Red Wings game that starts in 20 minutes for all the podcast listeners. Arms are up in the air. They're like, what the? You know. You know. No, you know what? Before, no. You know what? I had had a question before we even got. I forgot that today was St. Louis Blues Day. And I was going to pose a question to the people and be like, what? After watching those last couple games, Matt, you and I text each other. This is like the most unwatchable product right now. There's no pressure offensively, none. And I was going to ask, what? What do you watch? What are you getting out of these games? Are you still tuning in? Are you still watching now that the season's basically Ooh, over? Question. But then the St. Louis game rolled right up on us. And I can't wait to see what Verona looks like in that St. Louis blue, baby. <laughs> I'm recording this game. I can't wait. I, I thought maybe you forgot the title of the episode was Simon Edmondson debuts very successful debut for the Detroit Red Wings. <sighs> yeah, I, you know, there's that. You know, don't forget Matt Luff. Gotta love it. Oh, come on. We can be real. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> we don't no. have to pretend like people are actually excited about that. No, I was excited for uh, Edmondson. I actually gathered around with uh, my lady's dad, and he doesn't pay for cable. He's he's a lot smarter than I am. And uh, I was like, "Hey, the Red Wings are on. Let's check out this uh, this new six foot six kid they got going." And uh, yeah, it was the it was the Colorado game. Yeah, and uh, he had a, he had a few highlights, but we jumped in. I think the middle of the second period, and for the last ten minutes of that period. Um, it was all Colorado and, uh, boy, was it rough, man. It was, we were excited and then we were kind of tepid and then we were quiet and then it was the intermission and then we found something else to do. It's a rough product, but Hey, we do have the comments coming in by the way. Yeah, I can hear you now. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think other people are kind of kind of excited. Chewy, excited for a Verona hat trick. Hmm. <laughs> oh, and Righteous two four seven. Uh, oh, three looking good on um, Edmondson. Um, Should have been my my buddy. I I've been calling him uh, 
yo 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 birdson i forgot <laughs> i forgot what awful um uh, amalgamation i put together for albert johansson but johansson got that should have got that call up per righteous 247 yeah, that is that is what I remember. We've been talking about that all season. Um, like who is going to get the call up first? So that actually is that's kind of fun. Like we got we got our answer. Um, but um, yeah, let me uh, let's pull this up, right? Because you were I, this is what I was doing, and then I lost complete. I lost connection to what was going on. Before um, we lose the thread, Jared had it for me. Albertson, my man. Thanks, Jared. Oh, when I invented a, a prospect. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> happened yeah. um but yeah i mean like i said it was a successful start to edmondson's run mm -hmm. and um i think is there any better start than to take i mean i guess it could have been connor mcdavid right and we've seen the highlights from the last couple of seasons of uh of cider handling mcdavid but of course what we have pulled up now and i apologize to all the podcast listeners but please come join us on youtube which uh now lists red wings rant as a podcast by the way we, we are one of the very first podcasts on YouTube. Pretty cool, huh? Anyway, uh, yeah, we can watch uh, we can watch this in real time. Let's watch Edmondson. Um, I, I, I listed it as a big hit. Um, and people, obviously Colorado Avalanche fans, uh, were not happy with that. Please tell me how this is just a routine knocking a guy completely off the puck and turning it over. Just wham. Can we have that be a big hit? Good God. Does it have to be a, a Truba? Like, there's varying degrees of big, right? Am I wrong? Can we, can we play that game? Does Forever it have to be uh, uh, considered manslaughter for it to be a hit? No. I think that counts as a power <laughs> hit, man. Thank you. Uh, I, I've, there's been a lot of challenges, and there was uh, the uh, Kachuk stuff from last night, too, that uh, I'll pull up here in a second. But, yeah, like... Why can't, like, the Red Wings, you know, we're going to lose all of these games by multiple goals. And we have Avalanche fans a couple of nights ago telling me that that hit on McKinnon. Oh, man, the, the NHL's in trouble if we call that a big hit nowadays. And that it was uh, this Kachuk stuff uh, last night that, oh, my God, I it was. Oh, and he turtled on Edmondson's stick? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's. I was just going to say, Matt, since you're the aficionado for Chell, um, the NHL video game for the uninitiated. I mean, mm -hmm. um, yeah. That counts as a big hit in that video game because it's really hard to line up monster hits. Ooh. Well, that has changed recently. I, I, pretty I don't know much... if there's a new patch, but I, I missed a lot of hits. Maybe I just need to practice a little <laughs> bit more. So according to uh, Florida Panthers fans. Also, evening, uh, Mr. This... Murdoch. Good to see you. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. We'll hit up the comments in a second. I just I was so proud of myself for lining up all these highlights today. No, go ahead. You're good. But uh, according to the Florida Panthers fans, uh, this is Matthew Chuck uh, owning Edmonton, and um, he's got a stick, right? I get it. But really, is that not Edmonton rubbing out Chuck like right out of the play, mowing him down, steering him across the glass in the ice? And his only defense was to grab Edmondson's stick. Like if, if the game we're playing, the game we're playing is oh man, what a move by Kachuk. Now the NHL is in trouble because that that is Edmondson just going like getting that little nuisance, that bug you're, of the Kachuk family off of his stick. That's that's yeah. how I feel. 
No, your uh, um, your audio just it dropped in and out just for a second while you were explaining that. So that's why Jared was saying it uh, was a little bit of a remix. But oh, um, <laughs> the other thing that I really liked about that play was Edmondson is definitely doing something right uh, as far as you know who he's unafraid to get in the grill of. Because um, right after that play, there was a I think there was a stop, um, and Kachuk got in Edmondson's face to be like, "Fuck you, bro." You know, which is right. what we want to see. Um, but it was at that moment when the breeze was going by Edmondson, and I realized that he's a six foot six skeleton. And my God, if this is what he looks like when he's a boy, just a, he's just a boy. Um, he's going to be something when he beefs out, you know, in a couple of years and actually gets some some meat on those bones. Because he, I didn't realize he's such a skinny kid. I yeah, he's got that look in the face, right? Like. I, I, it's just, I don't know. It's it sounds just, like I'm going to insult just, him. No, I just mean it's encouraging that he's already got pretty good hits and he's got a, uh, you know, that real posture on the ice now um, and knowing that he's not a finished product. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's huge too, to, to remember, like this is all happening. Like this is game number two for Edmondson. It's it's so the highlight we're going to show now is where Edmondson makes this nice pass out in front of the net, right in front of Bobrovsky. I mean, for all intents and purposes, right? We're we're talking about five minutes to go in the third period. Edmondson's on the ice. He takes it upon himself. Like he, this isn't a guy. Like look at where he's at. This is this is where Matt's going to like overthink things. I think these, this is my favorite way to do replays. Um, but Edmondson's in his second game. He's got the puck down low. Now there's two, I mean, there's two elements to that, right? Um, the first element is like, well, he's not just going to let Pan the Panthers take the puck, right? So somebody's got to go get the puck. But he's got all the confidence in the world to do this. And then it's what he does next. Is he's got one, how, how he's got at least, if we want to say three Panthers coming down on, on the rookie Edmondson. And all he's doing right now is getting these guys thinking about where's Edmondson going to move the puck. Now, we do have a pretty good move out front, and I can't remember for the life of me who is about to take this pass. Of course, we all know it's not going to end well. But God damn it all to hell. Right, right to the right to the stick. And there, there is a pretty good play by the Panthers to break it up there. So it doesn't it doesn't get finished. But that's one hell of a pass right out in front of Bob and uh, to make that connection there. And the, again, like I can't we can't say enough that this is this is just game number two for Edmondson. And uh, my comment yeah. on here. Oh, that was Kubi. That's right. Uh, my comment on here, this and I, I wasn't thinking of saying this, but I really like the reply I got. So shout out uh, if you're in the comments right now, please take credit. Uh, but I said shout out to Edmondson for making our 23-24 roster projections so much easier. And uh, then one of the comments I got was, same to Kubi. Nailed him. Nailed him. Um, uh, those, are all, those are all the highlights. So I, if you guys missed it and you're on the podcast, um, I highly encourage if you've missed any of Edmondson's first two games, go check those out because I think we nailed all of the the my favorite highlights um so yeah go check those out that, that was that was fun but now we're gonna i mean it doesn't hurt to bring this up right um how do we want to put this uh having somebody who's not just a couple of goofball fans getting excited about edmondson giving you know another opinion to kind of 
step in line with us. Um, but yeah, Mike, you were you were going to talk, and I wanted to bring up this slide, so we'll talk about it in a second. But uh, go ahead. No, I always like uh, hearing from friend of the show, uh, Max Boltman, Matt. And then uh, maybe we'll trigger you, and we could talk about that one debate where he didn't quite pick up on what you're trying to put Mother. down that one time. Okay. There we He's go. Like, we got you know we got the quarter. We're... We'll just bring it up once. It's like bringing no up the team. McCarty episode. No team um, is ever going to put Tyler Bertuzzi in their middle six. Thanks, man. No, I liked uh, Joe Diamond. Welcome back. And let us know if we're wildly mispronouncing your last name. Um, just saying that Elite Prospects has Simon Edmondson at 216 pounds. Um, and he might have to get to 240 to not look like a stick. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a tall guy. So there's going to be a lot of meat you got to put on those. There's more bone to put meat on. So yeah, Joe's right. That's going to be yeah. some work. That's that's off-season work you don't hear about too often. You hear about guys putting on muscle, uh, but not going to McDonald's and just putting on 40 pounds of Big Macs, which would be, man, that would that'd be a scary six-foot-six individual. Uh, if, him, if, if him and Soderblom could get on the same McDonald's Big Mac diet for the summer, boy, Jared throwing out there, kids a tall drink of water. Um, so, yeah, with, with Max... Um, Max's comments on here. These were like in line with some of the notes that I took. Um, but yeah, it's a third penalty. Edmondson is drawn in two games. I think showing that replay of him having the confidence, also the wherewithal to take advantage of what Florida was giving Edmondson to throw that puck out in front of the net, but also drawing all these penalties here. Like this, this is speaking to a guy who is, do I want to say highly or acute, acute? aware of what's going on around him and acutely because it's what's actually happening to Simon Edmondson. Well, that defensive strategy for Florida completely fucked it up because Edmondson rolled right through it and passed right in front of the net. Uh, somebody wants to try and drag Edmondson down uh, or if he could get tripped, he, uh, yeah. you know, part of the game and he knows how to play that. Um I did want uh, two comments I wanted to hone in on real quick was um, Murdoch asking, I miss the Edmondson games. How did his skating look? He's always seemed smooth in the clips I've seen. Um, just, just gossamer silk, my friend. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't look like he's, you know, lightning out there. And I don't think that's what he's going for. It looks very stylish. It's just a very, it just seems like he's, he's because, you know, he doesn't have to use a lot of strides to get where he needs to go. And um, it's making when me I want say, to watch Phantom Thread for some reason. Gossamer Silk. <laughs> Gossamer <laughs> Silk. You like that one? Yeah. Um, You're not going to get that on any other Red Wings podcast or NHL podcast <laughs> or hockey podcast. That's what we should have named this episode. Um, <laughs> Mr. I don't know how to spell it. So, no. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's, you know, obviously when I say this, it you know he has so many years and skills and points and accomplishments to go but it's to me the most lidstrom thing about him because lidstrom was never like a gunner you know speed wise but he he just seemed to get exactly where he needed to go all the time and even in that highlight that you uh, brought up for kubelik he had a lot of space and a lot of that was you know kind of him being able to you know use his skills to get that if you just like if you back it up right from the start of that replay yeah that's that's a wild amount of space, man. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's what you're going to like a lot. And um, I'm excited to uh, you know have you tune in and see what he looks like again with more live bullets. 
this time against a team that's a little bit a little bit more like our peers um as far as st louis goes and then the other person i just wanted to touch on is my my boy performance art um go ahead and vent brother because uh whoo um I know that, you know, we're all in this for the long haul. Everything, every single thing Iserman has ever done is perfect. But, uh, whoo, that Verona move. Whoo, it's, uh, it's getting tougher and tougher to defend here with every goal going in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying it seemed a little quick. You know, maybe there's obviously things we don't know about, right? His absence, uh, what it was like to be around him, like in practices and stuff like that. But, man. That uh, whew, that St. Louis Blues performance, and especially if he if he gets some points tonight, um, it's just gonna make you kind of second guess. Like, what? Why are we actually gonna get the story? Because we we could desperately use a guy with that kind of um, acumen on the ice who can score. Um, so uh, yeah, I think performance. I had a few comments uh, back. It was just um, can't believe we traded him. Um, just kind of disappointing. Um, I don't know if he's, I don't know if Ron is going to drop a six bomb on us, but uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see what happens tonight. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I hope Verona scores six on us. <laughs> Look, it, it's one of those things I think from a fan of Verona and uh, how do you become a fan of Verona? Well, you have him on your hockey team for, I don't know, 39 games or something. <laughs> and you watch him put pucks in the back of the net. Um, so, like, I I come from this perspective of, like, it hurts, and we're going it, to, it's going to be chalked up as, like, a piece of evidence, um, but I don't know if it's, like, it's not damning, it's not, like, the end of Iserman, but it, it is one of those things, like, if, if, if it doesn't go our way, like, that's where you you start to put stuff together and that would also have to go in lockstep with verona continuing to perform so i i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say that uh super disappointing and yeah i i don't know like i i want to pull up dan b's comment 31 teams could have had verona for nothing passed on him um he did throw in there too dan he violated eiserman's trust and that's the end I don't, I can't speak to if there was trust violations, but I can speak to 31 other teams could have had him through waivers and didn't take him. Uh, so seventh rounder was all you were going to get. Um, and whether or not this is like, so again, I, I we, we can't speak to exactly what was going on. Iserman seemed really frustrated. Uh, but now Verona's sort of thriving in St. Louis. So I think, I think I'm, I'm super bummed. I'm not happy. I'm not someone who's going to argue that this was the right move, but I'm definitely not ready to say like, and you're not saying this either, Mike, but you know, it's not like, oh, well forget Iserman, but we are going to, as we all do either consciously or, you know, I guess just subconsciously, like in the back of our minds, we're all going to put together this group of evidence, positive and negative. Steve Eisman drafted Mo Sider way before anybody else was even considering him. Evidence for Eisman being a genius. A bummer piece of evidence. 
is that Verano's off our team. Scoring just, okay here, right now. Here's all I want is a little accountability because he has misses, right? Yeah. We're so excited about Edmondson, but we're only seeing Edmondson because Sherratt went down. And, you know, we depleted a lot of our depth and we've had a lot of injuries. So it took a lot for us to see a prospect we're excited about. And I, I mean, like Sherratt is a big miss. That's also, a big miss. It's so for all the podcast listeners, it's eight o'clock right now. We got three minutes and then they're going to uh, diddle around for a few. So we got some just, time here to kill. We, we're doing well, good. No, no, no. Uh, let me, I'm setting up, I'm setting something up. So this guy, Mike. Yeah. Who's about to make this pass to Adam Ernie. Woo. Is Man, out of the lineup for Wait, Mr. What? Lindstrom. Simon Edmondson, according to at at seven fifty eight p.m. according to at Detroit Red Wings on Twitter, Edmondson out of the lineup. Lindstrom, he's in. Now somebody said earlier, Silver uh, said uh, that Lalone was was maybe some of the issue with Verana. Um, I can tell you guys right now that Lalone is the one who put in Lindstrom and not. Edmondson. Um so uh this is a bummer. Mike, you asked why are we watching these games? Well, well now I would prefer that Verona well. gets eight goals tonight. How about that? <laughs> All on I hope I, I hope I hope Lindstrom is a minus eight. That's what I that's my dream um, for today. Now uh oh, can we also Diamond talk about out there. uh oh, Diamond yeah. Unfortunately, his name's not Dave because we could call him Diamond Dave. But Diamond Joe, uh, long lost cousin of Diamond Dave, explaining that Simon is dealing with a back injury. Oh, that's right. And he was still a game time decision. Who? Uh, yeah, he came back after leaving, says Joe. But it's bothering him since the game ended. Yeah, it was. It was one of those. But I. I mean, it's a game time decision. I guess he took the skate and. Didn't didn't feel good. So here we are. Yeah, I mean this season's I don't know. meaningless, right? So if you do have any kind of bump, I guess you can, you know, yeah. bench. It makes more sense, but in the moment, I just I just want to be mad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore but a logic and reason. That's still, I mean, like what we're teasing is like, what are you watching these games for? Well, at this point, I mean, I I was bringing this up earlier, so I think. We're all we're all pretty good with tank mode, right? My God, if, if you should be, um, uh, we definitely. I just I know there's some people out Lewis. there that are that they're still like, oh, if we could get a win, that'll feel good. So no, it'll feel bad. It'll is there any scared. reason? Well, <laughs> I kept wanting to bring this up. Is there any reason to keep Edmondson out of the game, regardless? Sweetenly. Mike, we're two points away from St. Louis, so we got back-to-backs with St. Louis. Let's take that 24th spot, huh? Maybe even uh, cross our fingers that Vancouver's going to get a couple of Ws. And possibly, Mike, we could catch up to the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> Pretty good deal. You know what sucks? Because I, I, I remember playing this game last year. Yeah. And we had almost well, an identical draft spot. How many straight years now have we been playing this game? <laughs> well, I mean, we were we were rooting to just drop like into the top ten. We were at like the number ten slot. Um, yeah, that's exactly where we're at right now, right? Yeah, number ten. 
uh, at uh, yeah. at twenty. 23rd worst team in the league. I so. don't think that dropping is going to be that much of an issue for this team because uh, outside of Larkin, there's not really a single offensive threat that I would be concerned about if I was game planning against the Red Wings. None. Yeah. I mean, everybody could call out their favorites, right? Like, um, <laughs> if your favorite's Pew Suter, certainly. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I think he... up, Jared. Where's the, where's the Michael Shade Pew Suter gift? <laughs> Or maybe. I think I saw Prashanth post last night on Twitter that going back to like the beginning of February, Puce leads the Red Wings and goals, um, which is I mean, that that makes me laugh because um, I know like our boy Ketzel's been on Twitter asking for a, a one year extension uh, for Puce. But I, I, I just I don't know. I guess that works because we've we've struggled so much to find like a legit center um or like just build our prospect centers uh so you have a guy like puce that'll come cheap he works out pretty well on the fourth line and like we could see he he's able to put some pucks in the back of the net so i i actually do really like that but i am not going to be shocked when the the puce uh era ends at the end of the season um mike how important is it for us to not get another point for the rest of the season because right now we're sitting at 69 points I don't get to use the word utmost very often. <laughs> this is one of those times. It is of the utmost importance that we win zero games the rest of the year. <laughs> um, Dane B's got it right. Go Blues, go Canucks, go Coyotes, and then uh, hopefully get a little Bedard action in there. Uh, well, Danby's uh, next comment. Thanks for the show, boys. I have no other reason to continue watching the Wings this year. <laughs> right, Dan? Don't you don't you just you're just saving these receipts, and you're just you're just pulling for Verona tonight. You know this. Uh, yeah, the sixty nine points here. Jared throwing in a nice. Joe throwing in a nice. Uh, Chewy, I like Chase on. Of course, uh, coming back to Jared's comment, uh, I think this is in regards to uh, Puse getting a, a one year extension. But Jared throws out there, "All money on Chase on." Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, Murdoch with it. a depressing point that I uh, agree with. Oh, I God. never want to be hopeful for the draft lottery again. I mean, uh, I think this is the perfect draft to be super hopeful and get lucky for, and then uh, you know, not worry about it again for another twenty years. So this this is a big one coming up. Who are so, we cutting off our Willie format? The Michigan guy, what's his name? For uh, yeah, we're gonna cut off our Willie for Adam Fantilli. Fantilli. Guys, remember this. Yeah, uh, lap it off for Mitchkoff. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, I, I heard a better version of this today, so I'm a little sad, but I said fall hard for Bedard. Mm -hmm. And the reason I picked fall hard was because you would fall down the standings and you would fall in love with him. Uh, but I really liked, um, on the athletic, uh, Monday show, God, his name's escaping me right now, but he said just, it was tank hard for Bedard is the popular hashtag. But I, uh, at first I was like, why didn't I think of that? And then uh, I came back to my, I like, I like falling in love with Bedard. I, I kind of like that. But um, well, I think uh, deep down, I'm, I'm really upset. I didn't think of Tank Hard. I know we're, we're almost at the, uh, the puck drop here for the Verona receipts uh, coming back. <laughs> um, but I think you had a few slides that we were going to jump into today. Uh, yeah, we touched on the Boltman one. And then, of course, um, Call up to Edmondson was another one here, but uh, I did want to like get the conversation rolling, right? Like, 
what this issue is turning into with all these left side defensemen. And also shout out uh, to Amisto gets his uh, entry level contract. And Mike, I feel like I learn new things every year. I think there was the one year I was all worried about. Um, maybe this was last season, but using up one of Bergeron's ELC years. And then we found out how that actually works and it was going to get burned up anyway. Also learned to Amisto two year entry level contract. Um, I just saw somebody the other day posting that every ELC was three years. So myself and that gentleman um, learned a new thing with the two Misto deal. <laughs> but right side defenseman. I think anybody that uh, some people were posting actually uh, when this when that signing happened, like, eh, who cares? Or would have been more fun a couple years ago. And basically signaling that the excitement is has dissipated. But. I think there's an obvious reason that that contract got signed. And there's also like uh worth bringing up that uh, Wallander uh, playing in the SHL, of course, uh, Rogel with, uh, with Marco um, was put on the right side. Of the defense, of course, another left side defenseman that the wings have in their prospect uh, pool and uh, just kind of start to, you know, you start to wonder these guys are being loaned over there. Is Stevie calling over there and like, hey, uh, can we see Wallander on the right side, please, while you borrow our player? Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> which I, I think we have heard in the past that those conversations do happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that actually is what happened. And even if even if it's not, it's fine. Maybe it's just Good to know the conversation or the thought should pop in everyone's head like, oh, good. We're going to see Wallander on the right side because we have so many goddamn left side defensemen. <sighs> ben Sherrod, Olimata, Jake Wallman. I mean, Osterley is UFA, so we don't really need to worry about that. I think Edmondson is in the lineup. I don't think we saw anything uh, these last two games that would cause anyone to think any differently. And uh well, I guess, again, Robert Hag, same in the Osterley situation. That one's gone. But that's still four left-side defensemen. Uh, then you've got Sabrango, Vero, Johansson, <laughs> and Jared McIsaac. All left-side defensemen. <laughs> it's it's a toughie. Um, and again, the two Amisto things working out. Again, we see Wallander getting some shots. Um Man, this is something where there's no space already for these guys to be on the, I'm going to say right side, but correct side, uh, their, their stick handling side. Uh, so, I mean, there's going to be movements at some point or they're going to be moved to their other side, which mm -hmm. is that the best move? I, I think we've also been a podcast that is touted like, just move these guys because it's been complete ass and they can't be any worse. Uh, but we have seen Sherratt get worse. So, you know, there's that side of the conversation, too. Um, it's just it's rough right now. And it's crazy like that. Edvinson played so well that we immediately have to figure this like we're we're going into next season now. I'm penning in Edvinson. No problem. Unless he takes, you know, like it's it would have to be a, a step back that nobody could see coming right after what we saw these last couple of games. Yeah. So. Barring that, you got Edmondson in there. Wallman, Sherratt, Olimano. Yeah. It's it's rough. It is rough. Um, 
and it makes me um it makes me a little jealous of how uh like baseball you know how you could just call up relievers or like part you know a situational starter you know uh you know at the drop of a hat i mean i think you, you i think you have to be on the 40 man but i just wish it was a little bit easier to um you know hag i'm sorry bro we're just we're gonna just put you on waivers because i mean you know why um you know and call up um johansson you know just get a cup of coffee up here to yeah. end the season give give us i don't even know if i don't even know if i want to just limit it to watchability for us as fans but i mean to just give this guy a little more value to put him out there in front of live bullets, you know, at the NHL level. And it's, you know, maybe not against like the Colorados. I don't know how much value he's getting out of, you know, a potential ass kicking for 60 minutes, <laughs> but you know, to be playing against, you know, you know, the 69 point, the, you know, 75 ish, 80 point teams, um, almost kind of a, you know, kind of a reward, you know, for, you know, for being like a, a, a pretty good prospect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I kind of long for. And uh, I don't, I'm not going to probably get that treat. So um, this is, this is all just so hypothetical, you know, until next season. So that's why, that's why, that's the real reason these last, what, 13 games is that we have left 13 games just feel really hollow. Yeah, I mean, I, I nobody's really going to disagree, and I think even the Red Wings right now are kind of like, all right, let's just get this shit over with. I think we've seen that in the last couple of games, too. So, I mean, y you learn it, right? Like, uh, growing up, um, somebody's late to a meeting, and then that conversation starts of like, well, you just showed everyone how much you care. Well, when we watch the Red Wings get their asses handed to them uh, for quite a I mean, we've, we've scattered some wins. We've scattered some good games, but I mean, shit, just go across the whole season. We have, you know, in the section of teams that we're next to on the standings, how come, how come we have that, uh, where is it? Our goal differential. Like we we're at the negative 26 and then Ottawa's at negative 10. Buffalo's at minus eight, Washington plus two, Nashville minus 11. We're, we're the team that start, like we're, we kick it off into the shitholes. St. Louis negative 34, <laughs> Vancouver negative 25. Oh, no. It's already one to nothing. Thankfully, it wasn't Verano for, for uh, you know, the Red Wing brass up there. <sighs> Jared, uh, Matt was late for a meeting today. You know what I got that from? <laughs> and I, 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 <laughs> I, oh my God, I wish I could be late for one of my meetings. Mike, I fell asleep during was a meeting a, today. It was a great hits, by the way. Um, uh, Luff was out there. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, Hag just kind of dropped his arms and shoulders <laughs> and shrugged. Uh, is it Bortuzzo? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Lalone is kind of, he has a weird little smirk um, on the bench over there. Just kind of like, man, Mission I miss Tampa Bay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he looks like he misses Tampa Bay right now. <laughs> um performance art asked a, a question in the chat here and then yeah. like i said i know i know a lot of folks uh what's the reason to uh to watch this wings game today and it's it's tough to put a finger on it uh but i know i also know we didn't want to go too long today um performance art wanted to know any chance bert comes back uh that's the only reason he was traded couldn't agree on length 
It's an interesting question. Um, I is it is it an is it an apology offer from Iserman to Larkin? I'm sorry, I traded your best friend. Is it, it a be... is it a PR move? <laughs> um, Could be. Um, I I think from what I heard on the on the L the thirty two thoughts from Elliot Friedman, I think he gave a lengthy list, uh, including like the likes. I believe of like Minnesota was really trying hard to trade for him. Dallas was in the mix. Um, I think we heard the Kings were in the mix. And basically any team that lost out on Bertuzzi is the one to watch for free agency this summer. Um, I mean, they, they, they were adamant. It's like, all right, Tuzzi not coming back for the Bruins next year. So this is a rental for the Bruins. Um, mm -hmm. But yes. Yeah, so, oh, um, you know who it was? It was uh, it was Winnipeg, I believe, uh, was the, so they, the team that was in second place. So even like according to free playoff, so even like a deep playoff run, Bertuzzi, they think he's gone from Boston. Yeah, I mean they just played pa uh, paid pasta, so I I I don't know, I I don't know their salary situation like the back of my hand. Because he'd have to but, be getting um, like what four mil at his age. Well, his next contract. I mean, he was getting yeah. uh, close to five, so you figure he's probably hoping for with, with for no something. production and uh, annual injuries. Oh yeah, that's true. His absolute shit season this year is going to figure into that. I um, mean, somebody offered Andrew Kopp a long term deal. You know, that's true. Yeah, maybe an somebody Andrew gave Sherratt a long term we'll deal. <laughs> so it's not that ludicrous. I don't. I don't think it's crazy if we find out he does come back. It just doesn't seem. I don't know. We had, we talked I feel like, Iserman, like a he's couple a good years ago, you know, well, we talked a couple years ago, right. About, um, going to arbitration and everybody was like, ah, it's not a big deal. This happens all the time. Remember a lot, a lot of folks, uh, coming back to tell us that. And, um, I don't know. It just kind of feels like things soured. Um, what did Bertuzzi's agent say? He said, like, yeah, we talked one time at the start of the season about a new contract and it never went anywhere from there. That sounds like two sides that wanted to break it off. Agent didn't uh, say, yeah, I was calling Steve every day. What the hell? He won't answer. And Steve definitely well, wasn't <laughs> playing that game this, with the uh, agent. Let's make this a little bit easier, Matt. Would you want him back? Can I sign him to a one-year deal and trade him at the trade deadline again? Can I sign him to a prove it deal? Because he hasn't quite done that, but I can see where there 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 could be value. I'll allow it. How how long does he get to prove it? Is he getting two years on that? I mean, there's got to be gotta like be some... one year. Yeah. So are you going to pay a lot for this one year? Oof! It might have little. to be one year for six. Like it's gonna have to be a race if you're doing the prove it. It's because it's you know they they really like the uh, the long term commitments in the NHL. They love the mortgages. Um, it's just so tough because like you know you and I were there for the peaks. We were there on opening night against Tampa when he put the whole team on his shoulders when Larkin got kicked out of the game. Um, and he what it was four goals, wasn't it? Yeah. And he looked like a real power forward. Um. So we've been there for the teases.
They're just for me, like we looked at it last year. It was either you were getting like this string of games with a shot percentage that no one in the NHL, even Gretzky, you know, couldn't hang on to for as long as Bertuzzi was. And then all of a sudden when things normalized, it just was, I don't know. It was ugly um, production wise. So it's what's that? uh, Like, what's the saying? Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of like when it rains, it pours, but in the positive way, Um, (laughs) you know, like like when things were working out for Tuzi, anything would hit the back of the net. You just, you just needed, you needed to see that more often with all the injuries this year. I don't, I don't know what you're getting out of bringing Bertuzzi back outside of like a morale push maybe. And that sometimes is worth it. I mean, I I will tell you right now, I'm concerned about the Detroit Lions because they didn't bring back my boy Jamal, even though they signed. They're on the top of everyone's list in free agency. Best free agency. Detroit Lions cross the board. That's one of the best free agencies I've ever seen a football team do. I'm telling you. Somehow it was pragmatic and generous. Those wins were culture to me. So when you start losing guys that were big on yeah, culture. Yeah, but the culture is not your backup running back. Your culture is your head coach. I know. We're, they're going to be fine, Matt. You're you're establishing a culture with every move with you make. With your head coach, not your backup running every back. Every move Right at the age make. when running backs fall apart, Matt. Terrible move if you'd re-sign him. All right. Got to get younger. All right. We'll see who's right. I like it a lot. Well, you start uh, you when you treat the playoff tickets because <laughs> that'll be your punishment. Uh, but we can't yeah, but go there isn't like a if we can't if go we don't, Lulu blue. We got to stay red on this show. Come on. But like, if gonna... we don't make it to the playoffs, it's not like you get to turn around and I'm gonna like, oh, you could go to the last game next season. No, <laughs> what I'll do I... is if if we miss the playoffs, I'll buy you front row exhibition <laughs> football tickets for the next yeah. season. All right. Yeah, that's what I want. All right. Um, where are we at? Uh, w- uh we're down one nothing again. Um, and then uh, again, Zadina still and Zadina. <laughs> Zadina had a pretty nice play that that uh, didn't end up going in the net, but it was it was a pretty sexy little deke and then uh, no goal. All right. Um. Well, we are running out of things to talk about because eventually we're going to start our prospect look. Uh, but we're not starting it yet. But it happens. I mean, we had a slow news day. Um, you had a list here. Are these some UFAs, Matt? What's going on over here? <gasps> oh, I did make a list of UFAs. All right, you real little quick. Little rascal. Why are you always trying to seduce me into two hour long episodes with these <laughs> UFAs and trades? Damn you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could do that. Um, I did want to call out the NHL making another bonehead move. And uh, this is probably the bigger do. news. Yeah, we is can do you. We can punch year? on the yeah. UFAs. A 10-year commitment to Fanatics. Now, just for fun, because I own a Fanatics jersey, I put it on for tonight's episode. Yeah. And um, What did they spell wrong? Like, here's the problem. Do you see this? Can you? Uh, uh, Here. Oh, yeah. I can do this. Let me hit enhance. Hold on. All right. Enhance. All right. Can we still hear you if I do that? Uh, I don't know. Do you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So... This is not embroidered. This is like plasticky (laughs) bullshit. It's not embroidered. Does anybody have a Fanatics jersey? Because this is like the ugly, like this, it rolls up. 
You know what I'm saying? And like I read somebody posted today, uh, like the the original like idea for these breakaway jerseys, and they're like, you could fold it like a t-shirt and put it in your dresser drawer. I oh I, okay, that's Sold. not what I. You know, I like wearing them. I like hanging them up on hangers, and I like uh, framing them. So no, my. My top three things to do was not, can I fit it into my dresser? Hey, it's one-to-one. Hey, who, was, who called out Perron not scoring on the power play? He just put one in. <laughs> I, I knew he was subscribed how, to this podcast. I knew how it. it works. Um, but yeah. This a guy is... older than Bud Lynch is standing up and clapping. This is awesome. <laughs> wow, this is weird. Um, I don't see this yet on Twitter. That never happens. You must have um, really good cable because everybody and their mother is tweeting about a Red Wing oh, skull by the time I on. see it. They might give it to Chase on again. Yeah, they're giving oh. it to Chase on. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, so anyway, Fanatic sucks. Um, I hope that uh, the podcast listeners were able to hear it sort of like, Did they, uh... like this is the logo. Can you hear that? Yeah, what does that sound? That's the logo on the Fanatics jersey. It sounds like when I had mice in my walls. <laughs> um, uh, Chewy says iron-on, but it, it's not It's not iron-on because they stitched on this bullshit piece of plastic, which is so funny. But, uh, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's, uh, you know, another baffling uh, financial move by the NHL. On the same day that they were talking about the cap going up, and I don't know if the two are related. The cap's going up because we made this really sweet deal with Fanatics. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot easier to pay off that escrow from COVID. Thank you, Fanatics. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Nobody's nobody's really uh, jumping up and down. Uh, my favorite tweet was uh, somebody had a it was a New York Islanders. I think it was it a shirt or a jersey uh, from Fanatics, and it was New York Islanders, and then the logo was the Rangers. Oh. So they just kind of mash the two New Yorks together. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I might have seen that too. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do we're gonna do a quick break, and uh, we'll wait, let's we'll hit one more topic, and then we'll let everybody go uh, to the Wings game. Um, all right, so we'll be right back. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. That's right, it's the big one. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet. No sweat. Bet back up to $10. All right. So, I know I put in my bracket... I think I had, I don't really know anything about college basketball, but I think I had Kansas winning it all. So you guys, uh, you know, keep an eye on them, I guess. I don't know. And there might be a number two ranked somewhere here or there. All right. Who cares? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum eligibility and restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jesus. We just uh, had a goal from like center ice. 
<laughs> was it I don't know what Helberg was flailing at, but Lalone is pissed. <laughs> uh, I did want to throw out there quick asterisk on that DraftKings um, ad. If anybody's mm -hmm. asking you to bet on Kansas, don't because they're already out. So that's how little I know about college basketball. Um, I picked them to win it all in my bracket. Okay. So um, last thing, let's talk about our power play. Uh, I had the thought the other day, I've never seen more chances on net on a power play than we have. Uh, I'm sorry, shorthanded chances on net while we're on the power play um, than this year. And I was wrong. But there's a negative to this. <laughs> so dating back to 2013-14, so we're back in the Datsuk era, um, the Red Wings uh, expected goals against per 60. Uh, this is actually the best season we've had, so chances given up. However, the goals against per 60, the actual goals against per 60, is its second worst. So the actual goals going in, it doesn't matter what the chance is, the goals are getting in net. So our goals saved above expected when I did this research is actually the worst it's been for who knows how long. I only went back to 13, 14, but I guarantee that we don't have a almost minus one goal save above expected. Again, you know, compared to what he's supposed to give up, the goaltender being he, what he actually gives up. I guarantee it wasn't this bad going further back past 2013, 14. So that being said, I was trying to like figure out, you know, was I right? And these are the numbers I found. Um, and I think it still paints like this picture that makes sense, right? Like we've been so bad and still giving up goals more on, uh, you know, on this pace for, for the chances we're giving up, it just seems more likely we're going to give up a goal, which is what this graph represents. I think that's why it feels like we've never given up more chances because you notice them more because every single one feels like it's going to go in the back of the net, which super sucks. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is saying like, um, you know, per, per 60 minutes, there's like, this this chance this this goals against per 60 on the power we'd have to be on the power play for 60 minutes uh but we would give up 1.63 and you're you've got one extra player on the ice this is ugly not good i was trying to figure out like is this the end of tangay and i think a lot of people tangay whatever uh, i think a lot of people would um agree that like, uh, there's we haven't seen enough out of this power play to bring them back. Um, some people were mentioning like, this is clear. Like this looks like they're getting up to a pass count before they're going to shoot the puck. But um, you know, the stat it's interesting, right? Cause you could absolutely lean on the goaltending on this because the chances aren't supposed to be that bad, but um, you know, we're giving up the goals anyway. And I, I don't, so, I don't know. It's tough. I, you know, for us, it's kind of tough to look at these stats um, because uh, as much as we could potentially blame the coaching, uh, lest we forget that as, as dazzling as that shooting star has been, you know, um, Chason ideally should not be on a NHL-level power play, 
Um, and Perron, as he kind of moves into the twilight of his career, should statistically probably no longer be on the power play. Um, and I mean, that's what we're watching right now. So it's, you know, I, I think the coaching probably factors in, right? Uh, good, co- good coaching could probably turn like a C player into a B player. I heard but, that. You uh, said good cocaine could also help. <laughs> um, but I mean, you can only do so much, uh, you know, with the players that you're given. Um, so I, I, it's hard to really judge because it's, we don't have like a, a, a good, like a full deck, um, a full skilled complement of players here to see, you know, what a, what a real power play should actually look like. Yeah. I, I mean, this is measured against the whole season, so I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily call out chase on, and he seems to be having quite a bit of success. So that, that would be the last guy I'd, I'd call out. I, I do feel like it's more of like scheme. And just like sort of like egging on the competition, like, come on, I dare you to take this puck is what it that's that's always what it feels like is going on to me. Um, I did want to toss out there. Uh, Derek Hand is aboard. Hey, guys, show is probably almost over since I just got here. And how'd how'd you know, Derek? Yeah. Once again, right on the money, brother. Um. I'm trying to think what else uh, what else do we have to talk about? But I think everything else on my list here was uh, we've we've kind of touched on even quickly i think to misto is the only slide i didn't bring up at this point uh but uh, we already talked about it so that being said i think we're gonna wrap up and let you guys enjoy uh the rest of the red wings game for the podcast listeners um we'll be back with a full episode next week and then uh i did invite everybody's favorite uh i'm gonna say he's definitely my favorite um winging it in motown writer Jake Rivard back to the show Ooh. who uh, last time he was here, he wanted to desperately talk Elden ring with you. Oh, you missed out. Hopefully so, it's still fresh on his mind. Cause I still think about it all the time. He definitely posted recently his top 10 favorite games. And number one was, was Elden ring. So crossing our fingers that the scheduling works out with Jake and uh, the two of us. And uh, hopefully he'll be aboard in a couple of weeks. And then of course, two weeks after that, Little Caesars player grades. That's oh, right. I love that show. Um, and wait, how many? God dang, how many more weeks until we get to the the lottery so we can really grind our molars? What is that? May eighth. Oh, right around my birthday. That'd be a nice yeah. gift, you know. I was I was thinking that we try and do uh, like we have to. We have to try and do like a live uh, live reaction live... show. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Especially like if things worked out, that would be so much fun. I uh, just wanted to ask if everybody had seen uh, corn on the cob crust with uh, Little Caesars. Really excited to award this one. Uh, yeah. I out some ideas earlier today. Uh, the Grindline podcast said this should be um, Robert Hag. I said, uh, no, I think uh, I think I want to go with Alex Chason. It's surprisingly beautiful. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away yet. I'm going to make people tune in. I don't. I have, a, I have a feeling it's going to be alone. <laughs> He's going to be your corn on the cob crust pizza. A few of those kernels remind me of his bald head, so I have a pretty good feeling <laughs> he's going to be my vote for the corn cob pizza. I like it. Now, now I'm sold. I, I, I might have gone back to listen and how many times you convince me, and we go with your player on the little Caesars <laughs> thing. Uh, it's um. 
You're really good at it. I'll, I'll give you that. All right. It's my um, one the whole year. It's my time to shine. So I'm very excited for this episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, you guys enjoy the rest of the game, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Love you. Stay strong. They sucked. <laughs>